Hey, hi, and what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Oye with me, Alexandra Flores. So good to have you here. Today I am speaking with New York-based writer, content creator, student, an all-around hustler, Nadaline Mejia. Her writing has been featured in the likes of Remezcla, Women's Health, Shape, Refinery29, Bustle, Teen Vogue, and I can keep going, because it's a lot. We're talking growing up in Spanish Harlem, what led her to becoming a writer in the first place, and why addressing mental health in the Latinx community is so important to her and her writing. Uh-huh. Um, I go by Nadaline um, just all the time. I feel like most people that know me know me by Nadaline, because that's mm-hmm. how I've been pronouncing my name for so long <laughs> um, to, you know, just be more comfortable, I guess, for the American time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's Naiveling. Naiveling? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I figured. My friend Paloma, who's in episode two, by the way, uh, mm. she, we always go to Starbucks and her dumbass always puts Anna because she's like, I don't even want to hear them butcher my name because it's like, <laughs> I, like, I don't even have the patience. I just want my drink without getting angry. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, I feel like so, it's very common. It's very common. I use like, I use the name Natalie for Starbucks orders because I'm like, I don't even want to hear you try. That's a all. good, that's a good article to be written. Change yeah. like st- the Starbucks orders. Like, yeah, that's so. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Giving, I'm giving that You're to giving you. You're giving away your ideas. <laughs> Just give me 10%. That is all I ask. <laughs> Tell me about your little self. Uh, are you from New York? Are you a native New Yorker? Yes. Um, yes. Born and raised in New York. Um, I was going to say born in the Bronx, but now I was born in Spanish Harlem, um, but raised in the Bronx. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the Bronx is pretty much my home. I've lived here most of my life. Um, I did a brief stint in, I was living in Burlington, Vermont for a while for college. But other than that, I haven't really lived outside of the city. It kind of has like this weird gravitational pull <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, were you kind of like an outgoing kid more of like a recluse I was definitely a recluse I was a super shy kid um mm-hmm. growing up like I don't know I feel like I just couldn't relate to the other kids and I was just super anxious from really young I've like always had anxiety I feel like so just speaking to other people or like having to talk um out loud in the classroom was so nerve-wracking to me so I avoided it at all costs. I would much rather like sit in the library or something or like read at home and like I didn't have a lot of play dates or sleepovers. Um, So yeah I think that was (laughs) I think naturally I became a writer because I just spent so much time in my own mind. Yeah I was gonna Um, ask that like uh, were you the kid like who had a journal? Or, or uh, I did have, yeah, I had diaries. <laughs> okay, this is what I was hoping for because yeah. what, what was in the journal? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I mean, basic like elementary school <laughs> kid. Like, I wrote about my crushes or like gossip at school or gossip yeah. from home. Did you keep <laughs> any of them? No, I'm so uh-huh. sad. I, I didn't keep any of them. I think I all I threw them all out because I was so like. I was probably in high school and I was so ashamed of it yeah. probably. Um, but yeah, I remember having one of those like journals with the lock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with like a cheap key. With the, with the cheap yeah. key that would always get lost. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. So you went to college in Vermont, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Vermont is one of those places <laughs> where like, and I, I got to I went to school in Ohio, so I didn't think okay, about Ohio yeah. either, but like Vermont definitely like is not on my radar whatsoever. <laughs> so like what made you pick yeah. Vermont? It might be no, different though because sure. you're up north and I'm, I'm way south. So yeah, yeah. No, I, trust me, I didn't even, wasn't aware that Vermont was a state. <laughs> I was applying <laughs> to college. Um, and did I, you go to school for writing? I or? didn't, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's a funny story. So I actually applied to the University of Vermont as a nursing student. And <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm la- you know, I'm laughing. It's because, and it's because every freaking person, and it's, it's just, it's very interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Ha- I've talked to has gone to school for one thing, like the last girl, the last uh, uh, episode I just had, she went to mm-hmm. school for neuroscience and she's a singer. So like, right, it's just yeah. like the, the di- like the way that that happens, but keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it like makes so much sense. Also, cause I was straight out of high school. Like I didn't know what the fuck I wanted mm-hmm. to be or mm-hmm. like what I wanted to do. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna be a nurse. Cause that's like a safe career path. Mm-hmm. There's a, they always need nurses. They always need and, a nurse, yeah. Right, and it doesn't pay that bad. So I went to nursing school for like a semester and then realized really quickly that I did not want to be a nurse. <laughs> um, I don't know why I thought I could. Like I hate all everything medicine and like don't really like needles. Then I switched my major to be um, communicative communication sciences and disorders mm-hmm. um basically I wanted to be an SLP a speech language pathologist mm-hmm. um and I thought I wanted to be that for a while and I I was on that path for like three semesters and then everything went downhill and now I'm like I don't want to do that either <laughs> and I was <laughs> questioning my entire like life choices and I was having like a crisis <laughs> like a not even a quarter life crisis because I was like 19 um but a crisis and i dropped out well i took a leave of absence you gotta do what's best for you back to the city yeah like none of this was planned none of it was planned um it was all like just internal and listening to my gut and being like i think what's best for me right now is to not be in school and and take some time to figure it out Mm. um but yeah i had no idea what was next or what i wanted to do so you like just started writing stuff recently. I did, yeah. I just started writing like professionally. <laughs> I've been writing for a while. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like every writer has a start. Like I had a blog for a bit that mm-hmm. I started like the lot um my senior year of high school. It was like a journal, but an online journal. Like I just wrote think pieces I would write like reviews on films I mean what what inspires you to start that though in the first place I don't know I just always liked writing and I feel like I wanted to keep track of my life Mm -hmm. after high school because I was starting college and it was a whole new experience and I'm like I want to be able to document my college experience Mm -hmm. on a on a blog so that's kind of the main reason why I started it and yeah (laughs) and then when were you like oh I can make money off of (laughs) what I'm doing here um for sure so like I had my blog for a few years that was in like 2016 I started it and I started freelancing in 2020 so that was like four years of like Mm -hmm. writing for free well two years and then in 2018 during my gap year I was in the city and I was like 
I need something to do. Like, I'm not one to sit down <laughs> and do nothing. Um, so I was like, I'm not in college. So what am I going to do? And I connected with the founder of this startup publication called Salty. I don't know if you're aware of them. Um, but they're a newsletter slash online publication that's super cool. They talk about like sex and relationships um, for like women and trans non-binary people. And it's super inclusive and just, yeah, it was just, I thought it was a really fun publication. And I connected with Claire, which was the founder. Um, and we had a nice chat and I basically started like editing for them. And that's where I, I wrote my first publicate like story mm-hmm. that wasn't my blog <laughs> um, for salty for salty. Yeah. Okay. And I wrote about kind of my experience being um, like a virgin. Um, oh, is that the one that I saw? Yeah, I read that one. Yeah. yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, like my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super cool. It was. That's super topic. gutsy. Yeah. And and not yeah. in like a good for you sort of way. Like, no, like mm. people aren't, are, there's all spectrums of sexuality and like, right. uh, yeah. like who are we to sh- like shame or judge someone yeah. for what they choose to do with their own bodies right, right, right. or what no, they choose not to sure. do. For sure. um, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that I thought that one was pretty badass. Yeah. No, thank you. I, uh, I was like, do I want this out in the world for people to see? Um, because it's a much bigger platform than or, you know, group of readers that I ever had on my personal blog. And I was like, people are going to see this. Like, this is online. Like, I like <laughs> to think, and I still think this way. Every time I, like, write, I feel like I'm speaking into the void because you don't know who you're writing to. But mm-hmm. I, I, but at the same time, you know people are seeing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, when I, I remember just writing it and being like, having this back and forth like do I really want this um online but I'm glad I did it because you know I got a lot of great feedback and yeah it was it was super gutsy now thinking about it because it's not something I at least for me I haven't seen written that often and Mm -hmm. I don't think people talk about it that often beyond that like when you started like okay like let's start writing how did you get start getting mm-hmm. ideas for what to write about. Cause I will say yeah. you have a common thread and we'll get there with like uh, mm-hmm. what you write about. Uh, but how do you start finding out that, Oh, this is something I want to write about. I will start off by saying that my first paid assignment um, for the mezcla. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the mezcla. Yeah. I love them. Um, it was not my idea. It was an assignment <laughs> <laughs> that I got um, by the editor. Um, Eclain. Um, and yeah, it was a beauty, it was a beauty story about like pandemic induced stress acne. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, oh my God, this so is fun. 2020 and you can't remember. <laughs> I that, know. That it, peak 2020 is not remembering what you did. I know. It feels like it's been a year or less than a year, but it feels like it's been three and like my memory. Oh my God. Um, but it was so fun writing that story. And it was the first time I had to do like research and had to speak with sources. And yeah, I kind of just went into it blindly. That was the first time I was like, oh, I can actually do this. Like I, this can be my job. <laughs> so the first, uh, the first way that I met you is through a piece you were trying to source for, uh, which was about like uh, mental health in the Latinx communities, yeah. which is like on your website, at least part of your, your mission that you mm-hmm. state, and I don't want to, I'm going to read it, but I don't want to embarrass you 
You can read it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, for so sure. Your, your mission um, is uh, to end stigma around mental health in Latinx communities and fight for the protection and wellness of women of color. And there's more yeah. to it. But how did mental health become something that you, how did that become a passion for you? I think for me, just someone struggling with my mental health for so long. Like I said, I was like anxious since I was a kid. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, thank God for SLP school because I actually learned that I had like selective mutism, which is not Mm. something I was aware of. Basically what it is, it's like a really complex anxiety disorder common with kids um, that basically you're like mute by choice. So it was like beyond shyness. I just like didn't speak to anyone that just gave me so much clarity. And I'm like, that's insane. I've been struggling with this anxiety disorder since childhood um, and didn't even really get any assistance till I went to college. And, you know, thankfully in college, they had a free therapy service. And I'm like, let me take advantage of that. I've never had Mm -hmm. therapy, never explored it because there was so much stigma around mental health when I was growing up. you know, it's really common in Latinx cultures to associate mental health with, you know, being crazy or like this person, um, like it's an emotional disorder or like something just, it's not something that needs fixing. It's something that you can get out of yourself without assistance from therapy or, you know, psychiatry or any these other resources. I just wanted to help debunk that. And highlight other people's experiences with this story but also my own I guess um to you know create some sort of understanding or provide some context and help someone feel less alone I feel like that's a common thing with my writing I think for me I just my goal is just to help people see that they're not struggling alone or like help people um be seen Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what I want to do with my stories like this mental health one also like my personal essay on being an Afro-Latina and you know also growing up around this anti-blackness that's so common in um, personally my Dominican heritage speaking of that piece that's the first one I read uh, the I am Afro-Latina my blackness won't be erased uh, where I was like oh yeah I gotta talk to her because Especially the timeliness of that article as well, mm-hmm. uh, or that is op-ed. Um, yeah, lingo. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you yeah. you wrote that in the summer when obviously uh, tensions were high, uh, mm. people were protesting, and um, yeah, Black Lives Matter was at the forefront again. Um, yeah. I wonder if you can expand on that piece and what it's about, because yeah. what I found so interesting is that you said that it wasn't until later in life that you kind of understood or and correct me if I'm wrong you you kind of had a better grasp on your Latinx heritage yeah um like Afro-Latinx heritage, yes yes say, yes just because you know I always grew up with the idea that I was Latina um mm-hmm. I was Dominican and I, I am Dominican <laughs> but there was never like discussions about race mm-hmm. um it's just not something that's common in um the language or the culture like people don't talk about, they don't talk about race like they do here in the States, um, if that makes sense. Like, of course there are Black Latinos and 
you know, I'll, I'll just use Dominican because that's my experience. There, of course, there's black Dominicans, there's white Dominicans, there's um, indigenous Dominicans. Um, but no one, no one talks about like the social implications of that, the political implications of that um, in terms of like, you're just Dominican. It doesn't matter if you're a black Dominican or white Dominican or indigenous Dominican, like you're Dominican. Um, but it's, it's more complex than that. There's still social barriers and economic barriers there, depending on what you look like um, and your heritage. <laughs> Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That story came about, um, I don't know, I'm lucky enough that I just, you know, I have had editors just contact me and that's how I've gotten most of my writing assignments. That's badass though. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and it's yeah. not to like brag and be like, no, nah, you're flexing. It's okay. It. <laughs> you can flex. It's okay. And not to be like, oh, editors come to they me. Just they just are crawling at my feet. <laughs> um, but no, I got that assignment from um, Tatiana, who's a beauty editor um, and like the lead editor for the Latinx vertical at Refinery 29. Yeah, it was such a beautiful experience writing that. I. I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like most writers don't like writing about themselves. <laughs> it's hard. Um, I mean, most people, yeah. it's hard to write about yourself. Right, right. So it was like such a difficult process. Um, and I was like, how am I going to write like 800 words about myself? I don't know if I can do this. Um, but, you know, I just let my thoughts flow and just... I just wrote. I didn't try to organize it in any way, really. Like, I just wrote what came to mind and was really honest about my experience um, and how it connected to the larger Black Lives Matter movement in terms of, like, there's a lot of discussions happening. Um, I think it was, like, after Cardi B had, like, reposted an image from a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, I'm forgetting the photographer's name now, which is horrible, but um, <laughs> the, photo the photographer, he's a Dominican photographer, but he took this image of protesters in Washington Heights holding the Haitian flag and the Dominican flag side by side. And Cardi B reposted that and it got so much controversy and like just brought to light again, like the anti-Haitian sentiment in the Dominican Republic and the anti-Black sentiment as well that's connected to that. And that started a whole conversation and I was able to pull from that um, for my story, like, and just, you know, share my own opinion on the matter. Like I, like black Latinos exist. So, um, and we're not exempt from racism. So this is also our fight and we should also care about black lives matter. Um, and I know like we've been socialized to separate ourselves from the, American Black experience, but like, especially as a Latinx American growing mm -hmm. up in America, like this mm -hmm. is, this is our fight. Like when I walk outside um, in the street, like no one's going to look at me and be like, oh, she's not Black, she's Dominican. Like that's just not something, yeah. that's not how people categorize you. Oh, so what has your path been as a freelance writer? And granted, you really just started this journey. So, and yeah. on top of that, you started in COVID era where you can't even, yeah. and no, I can't even remember what I did last year <laughs> at this time. So right. I, how, how has that looked? What is freelance yeah. writing like? 
it's fun. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I think about like what I want to do after college and I'm like, you know, do I want to continue as a freelancer or do I want to do this full time? It's, it's a question I have just because I, I love the freedom of freelancing. I can decide what stories I want to pick up and what stories I don't want to pick up. I don't know. I feel like I get to write the more important, not saying that like, <laughs> no, you, you, you choose things that align with what you want to write about. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I, have, mm-hmm. I have the freedom to choose what I want to write about and I don't have to meet the expectations of like, you know, a publication that has mm-hmm. a million and so demands from like marketers and advertisers and yeah. you know, we have a voice and we can't talk about this this way because you know we don't want to alienate anyone here but you have the freedom to say no to things that you're like ah hell exactly exactly (laughs) exactly i've never written a story that i was like totally against like i have the freedom to be like if i get an assignment or a pitch that i don't like which i which hasn't happened okay (laughs) i was gonna ask you it's never happened um no i've had great connections and great editors um Mm -hmm work with some great publications but um if that did come along I can be like no I don't want to write this and like that's just something that's I it because yeah, <laughs> I don't I, yeah I'm not working directly with this publication and I you know again don't have that overhead or those expectations what's been your the your favorite thing you've written thus far or something that you've gotten a lot of feedback on definitely the Afro-Latina and my blackness won't be erased story for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember like the aftermath of that story and just like, I don't know, I just gained way more connections and I don't know, I guess this, I don't, if that, I don't know if this is a marker of like people and um, I guess visibility, but I started like getting a few more followers and I was like, oh, people are like reading this and they enjoy mm-hmm. it and they like, like what I have to say. Um, so that was cool. And, you know, I got messages from, you know, friends and strangers and just a bunch of feedback, mostly positive. Um, I know there was some negative feedback because there is a comment section oh, under the story, but I never, yeah. I Don't I even do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I read one bad comment and I'm like, I don't want to read anymore. What's <laughs> <laughs> enough. What's <laughs> enough. Um, so yeah, I haven't looked at the comment section, but the people that have reached out to me directly through like social media has, has been pretty positive and has encouraged me to keep writing, I guess those sto- stories or similar stories and the Latinx, keep writing about the Latinx experience. I love to, I usually stick with like the, the Rabesclas, La Bustles. Are there any other publications other than Salty? Cause I've never heard of them. So I wrote them down that mm-hmm. uh, are on the rise or we should be aware of. Besa is one too. They're also Latinx focused. And I think it's founded by Zoe Sagdana, um, okay. but they're doing some cool stuff. Um, I love reading smaller fashion publications. Um, mm-hmm. So I love um, Puss Puss Magazine. It's like a really cool, right, small, um, yeah, online fashion publication. P-U-S-S-P-U-S-S? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, like Puss Puss. Like okay. Pussycat. Okay, so I like to do um, rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, we're going to get a sound bite uh, when the budget's bigger, but we're not there yet. So... Here we go. 
-hmm. your favorite skincare product you use? Because I know you're all about the 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 skin, the health, the beauty. Yeah. You've got great skin right now. Thank um, you. <laughs> it's been I have it's mostly been this. I got a gallon. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I got this giant water. She's holding up a giant gallon of water. When I've been, I don't know if you noticed as I'm looking around because I, I too have my gallon, really? and um, I don't know what I do with it. Um, yeah, I've had it for like a week, and I feel like my skin has been way clearer. I'm like, that's what I needed. I just need to drink more water. Um, more water. More water. What is my favorite skincare? I'm looking at like my <laughs> side table right now. Um, First Aid Beauty. They're like moisturizer. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> Do you also use it? I yeah. at first ate everything. Okay. You said one. I was going to say another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just recently got um, Black Girl Sunscreen, which I've been meaning okay. to try out just because um, it's so hard to find a sunscreen that doesn't leave a white cast. And this one's nice. Uh, doesn't leave a white cast. Smells really good. Has um, Black Girl natural sunscreen. ingredients. Uh, the movie you had on repeat as a kid. Oh, wow. Oh. I don't think I have a specific movie. I think I just, like, watched anything that was on Disney Channel <laughs> as a kid. Um, like, I grew up on High School Musical and that whole series. Mm -hmm. um, I love, like, the Disney Princess movies. I like the mo more recent ones actually like tangled is one of my favorite disney princesses rapunzel um yeah i don't know i can't name a specific movie okay, i don't rewatch yeah i don't rewatch movies that often oh okay <laughs> all right uh what are you reading lately i'm reading a book for school <laughs> called... and maybe it's bad to me to assume every writer is a reader and vice versa um, yeah no i am okay. i just um, in school <laughs> and have been assigned to read a book. <laughs> um, and uh, the first concert you ever went to? First concert. I think it was a J-Lo concert. And it was fun. I was like way in the back. There was like the VIP area in the front and I was like in the normal free area <laughs> in the back. But you were um, working out to us. And my sister. Yeah. <laughs> Love Don't Cost a Thing. Um, waiting oh. for Tonight was great the Love. classics yeah Ugh, i'm um, jealous but that was my first concert i think it was 15 or 16 which i feel like it's pretty old for a first concert but, but that is also a good age because you remember i'm sure yeah yeah i remember but i wonder if you know of anyone or something that you want to shout out that you think is cool like it could be a person a, a thing I can shout out my friend, uh, Tess Garcia, who is also a very young, up-and-coming mm -hmm. writer. Um, super cool. Love her stories. Um, Maddie Howard is, like, one of my friends. And she's also the one that, like, got me connected um, to the editors at Women's Health because she nice. works there now. She was interning before, but she's, like, working there full-time. Um, so I'm very grateful for Maddie. Tess and Maddie. Shout out to Doing those cool. ladies. Shout out to them. Doing cool work. Awesome. <laughs> well, I really want to thank you for speaking with me. Um, again, I really enjoy your writing and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Because okay. Lord knows, I mean, you've got so much more you can be like to write about. Uh, so I'm yeah. excited to see where your journey takes you. Thank you. Editor-in-chief, Teen Vogue. 
Oof, maybe. One day, maybe. Maybe. Ah, uh, that's so much pressure. <laughs> doing, no, how no, can no, I top what they're already doing? <laughs> oh, you can. You, you, you'll be able to. Make sure you follow Nidaline on Instagram at Nidaline underscore Mejia and head to her website to find all the links to her articles and op-eds. They're fantastic, trust me. Oh, and be sure to check out her friends Tess and Maddie at Hi, This Is Tess and at Maddie Howard NYC. You know to follow me at OyaThePod or shoot me an email if you got any questions at OyaThePod at gmail.com. I said at like 25 times. Anyways, have a great rest of your week, friends. Bye-bye.